Right, good morning, Mr. Rabbi Crown. So today we are starting very bottom of Lamed Vav Ahmed Bey's um, last few words on the bottom. It says Ramile Rapapa Bershmor Rav Yosef, like the last six or seven lines. So just to remind ourselves, so we were discussing the Mishnah that is on Lamed Vav Ahmed Bey's that says um, at the beginning it says it has a list of women that don't have a knas. It says these are women who don't get a knas, someone who is with a giyores or a shvuya or a shukla, so whether it's a um, a convert who converted, someone who was captured and was redeemed, or someone who was a, um, a shifcha knanis and was freed and therefore became Jewish, if they were above the age of three, when that this happened, um, they don't get a knas because the assumption is that they must have been, they must have had relations at some form during that time, and therefore they wouldn't be considered to be besulos and they wouldn't be eligible for the knas. But Rabbi Yehuda disagreed, and he said a shvuya shenifdes, a um, a captive who was ransomed or was redeemed, harehi bikdushasa. She is still considered to be a kedush, you know, to maintain her her purity, and therefore he disagreed. So we then went into um, a discussion about what what is Rabbi Yehuda's basis, like what is he really saying. So we basically came down to there were two different views, and the first view was that it really wasn't so much that it was that she wasn't. Um, she wasn't a basula anymore. It was more that the guy who rapes her shouldn't get away with it scot-free. So he should still have to pay a fine, even though um, he, he even though he didn't um, he didn't even though she wasn't really a basula. He shouldn't be a chote niskar was the term. So he shouldn't be able to, to do something bad and still get away with it. But then there's the other view, which is Rav Yochanan, who basically says no. What he really means is. Dushasa Kaima, that in all cases he believes that she's really still um, maintained her Kedusha. She's, she really ne- never really had relations. So now we're going to continue to discuss how is that possible and to try to um, discuss Rabbi Yochanan's understanding of Rabbi Yehuda, which is that she r- was able to remain a Basula. So Rami Lei, again, very last few words on Lamed Vav and Mabez. Rami Lei, Rapapa, Bashmul, Rabbi Yosef, turning to Lamed Zayin on the top. Does Rabbi Yehuda really believe that the, this is again the Shvuya, this is the captive who was redeemed, that she was able to remain in the state of Kedusha without having any problems? Tanya learned in a Baraisa that seems to be contradictory. So a woman who converts and she sees blood. Um, so just, to, just to what this is really talking about here is that Typically, when a woman becomes a, a Jewish woman becomes a nida, in addition to the to the typical rules that we're familiar with, when it comes to issues of tuma and tahara, um, anything that she had contact with prior to the point of becoming a nida is retroactively considered tame, either for twenty four hours before she discovered the blood, or from the last time that she did. A badika, she did an investigation and saw that she was tahor. So the, it's whichever is less. 
So if she did a bedika 12 hours earlier and she didn't see blood, then you, you kind of work within the 12 hours. But otherwise, you would assume anything for 24 hours retroactively becomes tummy. So when it comes to, the, he says, when it comes to a gioris, someone who converts and she sees dam, Rabbi Yehuda, Omer Rabbi Yehuda says, Dayashata. It doesn't go back retroactively, but things only become tame going forward from the point that she discovers blood, as opposed to a typical Jewish woman where you might have um, up to 24 hours of retroactive tumah. Um, Rabbi Yossi Omer, he disagrees, Harehi kechol hanashim, that she is like all women, umetame me'es and she's either um, tame for 20, me'es means for the 24 hours, or for from the last time she did an examination. Oh, that's point one. Rabbi Huda says, in addition, this um, agioret, someone who converts, has to wait three months before um, before marrying. And the purpose of this is that, you know, we learned this a bunch when we did Yuvamos, is that there's this concept of the three-month waiting period, and that's to ensure that she's not pregnant from a prior relationship. So the, the implication here is that if Rabbi Yehuda, and this is the contradiction, right? Rabbi Yehuda says that she is considered a um, basula, but he also says that she has to wait three months. The only reason to wait three months is to, the assumption is, is that she had a relationship with somebody beforehand, and you're concerned that maybe she's pregnant for, with that other man, and therefore you wait three months to avoid a problem. So you can't have you can't have it both ways, right? You can't say we're under the assumption that she's a virgin, and we're also going to wait three months because we're concerned that she had relations, and therefore she might be pregnant with somebody else. That's what Rabbi Yehuda says. Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yossi disagrees in that instance. And this is just completing the Baraisa. He says no, she's allowed to get married right away. So Rabbi Yehuda is the one who said. She's considered a basula, and Rabbi Yochanan's interpretation is because he believes that she remained a basula, and it's not the concept of, of, of no, we didn't think she was a basula, but we just didn't want to let the guy get away with it. He holds that she's clearly a basula, and this is contradictory. She's either a basula or we're worried that she had relations. Amrale, so the question is, Gioris um, Ashfuya Karamis. We're talking about two different things here, right? We're talking about, in our case, we're talking about a Gioret. We're talking about someone who converted. Um, and in the Mishnah, we're talking about um, we're talking about a Shvuya. We're talking about a woman who was captured. So, in, in the case of a Gioret, you're talking about a woman who was not Jewish, and she became Jewish. When it comes to a Shvuya, a captive, we're talking about a Jewish woman, right? Jewish woman was captured and was redeemed. Giyoret lo minatra nafshe. The giyoret doesn't ne- isn't necessarily as careful prior to her conversion because she grew up not Jewish and then she converted. A shvuya minatra nafshe. You know, uh, the shvuya is a, a Jewish girl who knows the rules and, and is going to be be careful not to have a problem. So you can't really, you know, you can't really make this comparison. These are two different cases. Um, but we're not done. Let's compare shvuya to shvuya. Let's compare the case of a captive to a captive. So a, woman, a Jewish girl was captured to another case of a Jewish girl was captured, the Tanya, another Baraisa, Hagiyoret, Vashvuya, Vashivka, all three of these cases, a convert, someone who was captured, which is our case, Vashivka, or a, a, a slave woman, Sheniftu, Vishniskairu, Vishnistakru, Yaseris, Abinosh, Shloshik, Shaman, Yom Echad, 
who were either uh, ransomed or converted or were freed once they were three years and one day. They have to wait three months. Guess who said that? They very Rabbi Yehuda. This is Rabbi Yehuda, right? So here we clearly have a case where he says when it comes to a shvuya, he also requires a three-month waiting period. Um, but Karen, in, Karen, why, why did they even bring the, the case before that? Why did they bring? I, I don't know. It's, it's it's a good question. I don't know. It, it, I mean, it, it's kind of it kind of starts to make the comparison, and then it's like this isn't the same thing. Right. right? So, but then it says, let's clarify that we're not only talking about the, the other thing. So it's a good question. I, I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, the Gemara obviously had the same question. It's like, why are you bringing up this case? Yeah. Bring up the better case, right? The case that's, that's more analogous. Rabbi Yossi, Matir, Liyaris, Liyushas, So similarly, so in, this, in, in, so in these cases, Rabbi Yehuda is the one that says you have to wait three months. And Rabbi Yossi says, no, you don't have to wait three months. Um, so they ask, how do, you, how do you get away with it? What's the story here? So Ishtik, he didn't have an answer. Of Yossi didn't have an answer. Armale, um, eventually he said, Have you heard anything that might reconcile this? Armale, Rav Papa, Rav Shmuel said, Rav Yosef, Hachi am Rav This is what Rav Sheshesh says. Shara'ua Shenivala. So the Baraisa here speaks where they actually saw that she had relations with one of her captors. So unlike, you know, you can't say the assumption is, is that she wasn't with anybody, you have the you have visual proof that someone says that they saw her um, with what happened. Ihachi, my time is Rabbi Yossi. So if that's the case, if we're going to say that what we're talking about here is that we clearly know that she had relations with one of the other with one of the captors, so that would make sense. of why Rabbi Yehuda says you have to wait three months because you know she's not you so you know that she had relations. Ihachi, my time is Rabbi Yossi. How does Rabbi Yossi then say you don't have to wait three months? Right? If you know for sure that she had relations, how does he say you can't wait, you don't have to wait three months? Amarava, Kesava Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yossi says, Isha, Isha Mizane, a woman who knows she's having relations in this case, she uses a cloth as birth control. She knows what she's up against, and she knows she doesn't want to get pregnant, so she prepares a moch, she prepares this, this type of cloth to as you know as whatever form of birth control so because of that you're not worried that she actually became pregnant according to Rabiosi, because you know that the woman was smart enough to do use some prevention here so only bishlam the, only the shvuya will, will do that only the... you're, you're, that's oh. the, so the next question is right so this makes sense for a giyoret. so it makes sense that that a giyoret, that you're talking about a woman who's converting because she knows that she's planning to convert, right? And therefore, what does she do? She protects herself. And you know when it comes to a shvuya, someone who's captured, she doesn't know what's going to happen to her. She doesn't know who she's going to be sold to. She might be sold and be able to be redeemed by Jewish people tomorrow, so she might be able to return to Jewish society tomorrow. So in both of those cases, both the Giyoret and the and the Shvuya know that they're they know or at least are suspecting that there's a possibility of them becoming or returning to Jew, Jew to the Jewish people very soon. So therefore, they're going to protect themselves to not become pregnant with the with the whoever either the captor or whoever they're with. Also, Shifchanami, and also know when it comes to a Shifka, Shifchanis, Shifchanis is a 
um, a um, Canaanite slave, when they're freed by their master, they, they become you know, Jewish. Deshamami um, Pi Mara, that she hears from her master that he intends to free her. So therefore, she's also going to use a moch and be careful not to become pregnant. Ella Yotza B'Shein V'Yayin. There's the other, other concept that we know from Mishpatim that if you have a, someone has a Canaanite slave and she gets injured and she loses either a tooth or an eye, for example, she goes free, right? So she's freed. So in that case, there was no pre-advanced no, notice. There was this accident she goes free. So she didn't have like the advanced notice to prepare herself to use the moch whenever she would have relations. So my Ikalemimar, what do we say in that instance? And if you're going to say, Rabbi Yossi does not, doesn't have his leniency where he says you don't have to wait in any case where it's not planned. Mimela means it's just, it's just an unplanned something that happened. Because you'll say, When it comes to a woman who's a Anusa or a Mafuta, and she's raped or seduced, that in those cases, obviously, this isn't something that was planned. Right, Vitania, we learned in Beresa, Anusa Mufuta, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says in those cases, you don't, in those cases again, you should have to wait three months. But Rabbi Yosi Matil he allows her to get married immediately, again, in the same case. So how was he, so how was he able to do this in a case where it's, again, you know, it's, it's something that it's, it's not, not planned in any way. It's clearly a, a case of, you know, it just happened. Ella Amarava, Rabba says, Kesava Rabbiosi, Rabbiosi holds that. Isha Mizana, Mufacheches Kedesh Lotis Aver. The woman will somehow turn herself over after relations so that she does not become pregnant. She knows some physical maneuver to make to avoid to become pregnant. Fi'idach, and what does Rabbi Yehuda say about this? Rabbi Yehuda is the one who says again, you have to wait three months. So if you know that the woman is going to somehow contort herself in such a way that she doesn't become pregnant, maybe she didn't know how to do it the right way, or maybe she's not going to turn fast enough, or whatever it is. So he's still worried that she's going to become pregnant. So, that, that, so, so that's what we're up to. So now, Shenemar, um, so back in our Mishnah, we quoted a Pasuk that said, Pasuk says that it, um, that when it comes to if, a, if, a, if there's a fight between people and they injure, God forbid, a pregnant woman, right? And then if she doesn't die, right? Um, if she doesn't die, um, but she miscarries, chas v'shalom, then he, he, anosh anesh, he should be, he should have to pay a monetary penalty. So that means that, but if, but that what you learn from this is that if the woman were to die, he wouldn't pay the monetary penalty. He would be sentenced to death. So again, this goes back to everything we had talked about for the last few weeks about you don't have both death and a monetary penalty together. So that pasuk would imply that in the, that case, and this comes from our Mishnah, of where there was a, a fight and the pregnant woman was impacted, but she didn't die, but she lost her fetus, God forbid, then there's a monetary penalty and there isn't death. Um, but if the woman died, there would be the death and not the monetary penalty. So that so we learn from this in theory that that's a, the basis of not having the two things together. The Hamahakanafka, do we learn really learn this from that Pasuk? Mehasamnafka, why don't we learn it from somewhere else? Kidei Rishaso. And everything we had learned previously, 
we use the Pasuk of Kedei Risha So, that he's punished in accordance with his Risha, meaning Mishum Risha Achas, Atam Echaivo, you, he gets, he gets, um, he gets one, one thing, you don't, you don't obligate him to two different things. You don't subject him to two penalties for the same act, right? That was everything we learned previously. So why do we have two different things to teach us the same thing? The Gemara answers, one Pasuk teaches us that where he is of Misa and of to pay money, one Pasuk teaches us where he's chayav for malchus, for whipping, and for mamon. So one would teach us one way, and one would teach us the other way. Utsricha, um, I need both of them. Why do you need both of them? Di ashmi'ina misa o mamon, that if you only taught about mamon, money, and misa, and death, mishom di ikod iba nishama, because that the person is going to lose his life, it's a bigger deal. So therefore I know that if he's losing his life, he shouldn't have to pay money. Ava malchus but when it comes to whipping, the lack of Ibn Hashama, he's not going to die. He's just going to get, you know, hurt. Amalel, maybe you would think otherwise. Be Ashmina Malkos Mamon. And if it only taught us about Malkos Mamon, you might think, Mishum Delo Chamer Isura. You might think, you know what, this isn't such a serious transgression, because if it was such a serious transgression, you would put him to death. Ava Misasu Mamon. But where he is gonna, where, he, where he's liable to death, and there's money, the chamer isura, where it's a much more significant issue, a malo, you might think that therefore you should have to pay in that case. Sricha, therefore you need both things. So, um, so you have these two psukim to teach why there are two things. We're gonna go through some more examples of this next time. But for now, we'll pause. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.